0: Oh, uh, oh, uh, 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 uh. slogan yeah um, it's a slogan this is somewhere. new we're working it out all right out so um we are your friendly neighborhood witches yeah and we like to learn stuff and mm-hmm. we like to teach each other stuff and we are here this week to learn you a thing um, two things two things uh, this is Ashley hi I'm Jessie. and what we do here is once a week Ashley and I each pe- pick a thing that we want to learn about anything um, but generally in the witchy realm, which as you all know, expanses a lot of things, a whole collection. So we just choose a topic. There's no rhyme or reason to it. We just are wondering that week more about that thing. Um, we research it, we write a blog post, and then we come together on Saturday nights, like tonight, to talk about them. The fun part, is we keep it a secret from each other the entire week, which, which is, is really hard. Hard, it's so hard. Which is really, really hard because the whole time I'm like, I want to tell you yeah. about the thing I learned. So we're both really excited to be here every week to not only tell you guys what we learned, but to tell each other because I spent a week reading about something and learning about something and coming up with a concise blog post right. and, you know, five minutes of audio. And Ashley did the same thing. Mm-hmm. And now we all get to learn two things. And. Uh, so historically, lucky. we pick very different things. Yeah. <laughs> so that's fun, because that kind of shows us the difference yeah. between not only our magical practice mm-hmm. and us as people, because we generally think that we're the same person. We are kind of. Like, uh, oh, but yeah. we like to learn about different things. Um, so Ashley, if you just want to go ahead and introduce yourself. Yes, I will. I'm working on this part too. All
1: right. Mm-hmm. Hi, I'm Ashley. I'm an herbalist, medicine woman, a renovator, both physically and energetically. Mm. That has been working. Yeah, on it. I have been working on it. Light worker, witch, that's mm. me, yeah. I like to work with herbs, the dead ones. I'm not good with the live stuff, but mm. we have other friends for that, mm-hmm. and that's me. Yeah, I like to learn. I'm a forever student, ever looking for knowledge, and I found a great teacher and a friend who helps to accentuate that part of me, so. Great. And this is Jessie.
0: Hello, my name is Jessie. I am a, a witch. And a teacher and a student and I like candle magic mm-hmm. and tarot and astrology and You've been working on it a little more than me. I've been working <laughs> on <laughs> And uh, you know, I like to use my divinatory tools as a as a method of self reflection. So I like to use my tarot and my astrology to look deeper within, to find meaning within the universe, meaning within my relationships, yes. and as just ways to learn more about myself and the people that I love and the world that I live in. Gotcha. So we're going we're gonna to teach you something today. Ashley's going to go first. She already taught
1: me something because so I uh, just took notes. I'm like, okay, i got to work on my introduction. So here we go. <laughs> like, it's wow, a progress. <laughs> we are
0: just regular people. Yes, um. Sure. So today is Saturday, February thirteenth. Yes. Tomorrow is Valentine's Day. Is it? Oh, yeah. yeah. Tomorrow's Valentine's no. Day. It is about eighteen degrees here in Memphis, Tennessee. It's so, frigid. It's icy and frigid. It's real, cold. <laughs> it's real cold. Um. So, uh, also we also do a, t- a reading in between of our two yes. things. Oh, whether okay. or not I need to introduce that in the beginning. Okay, know. Know. We'll figure it yeah, out. Yeah, it's a nice we'll... little intermission. Yeah. Um, but without further ado, Ashley, I wonder which topic you chose this week. Okay, you ready? It's kind of a saucy one this week. So... Oh, she <laughs> always hits us with the sauce. If you guys remember last week <laughs> talking about familiars feeding off your sexual energy. Yes. If you haven't listened to that one, listen it's to real that good. one. Well, it's really juicy. <laughs> um, this is
1: going to be kind of like that, too. It's a little taboo. Here but we go. this week. Yeah. Um, for episode three of Wonder Witch. I'm listening. What I will be teaching you is about your moon blood and oh. blood magic. Blood magic. <laughs> but specifically blood magic in reference to your moon blood. The blood of your cycle. Mm-hmm. Every month. So, mm-hmm. yes. So, are you ready? Like, if you have a weak stomach, you might want to tune out. Maybe you want to skip ahead, like, <laughs> six minutes. <laughs> we didn't say we weren't going to get real. <laughs> you know? So, yes. So... First of all, let's talk about, like, your moon cycle and this patriarchal society that we live in Mm -hmm. right now. It's kind of, like, an iffy subject. Like, there's kind of some shame around it, like, talking about your period and your Mm -hmm. cycle and, you know, that we bleed for a whole week and a month and we don't die. Like, it's pretty impressive. But, for some reason, it has become kind of a thing that nobody really talks about a whole lot, you know, in society. You know, in our circle, we talk about that shit all the time. But anyways... So, I think it's very important as goddesses and as working with the earth and learning about ourselves that we become aware of that cycle that is in us that correlates with the moon. Um, So when I say moon blood, I'm talking about our period blood because it correlates with the cycles of the moon. So, let's talk about blood magic. (laughs) Okay, there's been a lot of stigmatism around it. Dating back to like ancient Rome, Egypt, China, India, um, all kinds of stuff, thank you. But there's also been a lot of mysticism, as well as shame, that surrounds it in this elixir that is our moonblood. And yes, I said elixir. So, you will find this interesting in my studies. If you guys don't know, Jessie is currently going through Judaism classes. She is a Jewish woman, or will be, or is working towards it. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So, an ancient, like with ancient Jewish women.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So, the idea with menstruation and stuff, they had to be separated from the rest of the congregation. It was thought that they would contaminate men um, or the holy objects used Mm -hmm. (laughs) during that. Um, So a woman had to be separated from men and then had to be ritually cleansed and I think it was called NIDDA and I might be saying that wrong, Mm N-I-D-D-A-H. But that was like the ritual to cleanse women after their menses to make them clean again, to (laughs) like enter temple. Eastern Orthodox Christians, and also Russian Orthodox Christians. Um, Christianity, there's like this big stigmatism with it, but you couldn't partake in communion, couldn't touch a Bible, like you couldn't even go into the church back in the day if you were on your, having your menstruation. <laughs> Women weren't allowed to attend church at all. They couldn't even con, like, touch men. Um, they couldn't touch raw or fresh food because it was said that we would make it unclean and stuff like that. And Russian Orthodox Christianity was actually thought that women, a woman's gaze when she was on her menstruation would cause like negative effects on the weather, which I thought was sweet. Right. I wish. Yeah. Like, so these days it's not as extreme, um, especially, you know, it's not as extreme here, but I mean, in other countries there are practices where it's still very much alive in the separation of it. Now anthropologists will tell you like the word unclean and sacred are actually very closely tied and we kind of have this wrong idea about it in mm. some aspect of what that means. So let's look at the other side of the coin with that. Oh. So yeah mm-hmm. and that goes back to like what I was reading it's like translations of things and things that are translated uh-huh. or sometimes miss represented or not understood in the way that they were supposed to be understood kind of thing. Yeah. So on the other side of the coin, you have ancient Egypt and Egyptian priests and priestesses would actually use, it was very mystical and they would use it in spells Mm -hmm. would actually bathe in blood and things like that. And it was actually a very significant source of like this sacred energy. Like Mm -hmm. they held it like very good. The Greeks would mix menstrual blood with wine and spread it over fields to fertilize the crops and it was said that it would really like fertilize the crops and we'll get into a little bit about the science behind that Um, in the Hawaiian community I'm going to read it because it's kind of a quote so menstruation is the absolute most sacred time for a woman women are generally seen to have the most spiritual power in the Hawaiian culture Um, and this is predating before Christianity in Hawaii but old time stuff it was believed that a woman a woman was bleeding it was so powerful that men like couldn't even be around them because they couldn't like handle the intense sacred power that was Whoa. us having it. So like they really honored that and kind of like let them do their thing and stuff. I also learned about yoni tantra mm-hmm. um in history and Hindu traditions and stuff where literally your it's called the female elixir or vama v a m a and so feminine blood was actually this elixir and when mixed with semen it was the absolute most divine power so having like menstrual sex like having sex while you're on your moon which funny story actually and he was a Sikh so Uh it's kind of in that same realm but he was like you know when you have sex with a woman when she is on her moon that is like you're literally tapping into like divine feminine energy which is interesting huh yeah and that kind of goes into the tradition of like the blood magic and the moon magic. So it said mm-hmm. when you use blood in your magic and stuff, mm-hmm. in ancient Egypt, they would put blood in love spells and stuff. And mm-hmm. it was said if you put your moon into an elixir and gave it to your partner, they were like forever bound to you. That's how powerful it was. Whoa. So, side <laughs> so note, he's still messaging. He slides into my DM sometimes. <laughs> that's, like, oh, that's, another, that's another story. So Can you blame it? Right. Now for the science, <laughs> Just,
0: she's a witch.
1: <laughs> now for the science for my nerds out there. So the science behind your moon blood. There has actually been like really extensive stem cell research. Hmm. So there is a high amount of stem cells, and they are doing studies now with stem cells in menstruation blood. So your menstruation, your moon blood in general has antibacterial hemoglobin. Peptides. Mm -hmm. In layman's terms, it pretty much means that there's all this good bacteria in your blood that helps your lady bits like you know, be good. (laughs) You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So yeah. yeah. Right now they're doing stem cell research, and this moon blood is used for the treatment of different diseases from like Alzheimer's to liver disease, ovarian disease, stroke, neurodegenerative diseases, etc. It's like pretty wild where they're using it. So the, blood that, the stem cells that come from regular blood and that come from menstruation blood are a little bit different. And so you've heard like that term menses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's because men, I'm probably saying this wrong, Mesosynchmal stem cells, mm-hmm. so whatever that is. But it's called men, M-E-N-S-C-S. It's menses. Uh-huh. So it's a special type of stuff that's in our blood that actually has really potent stem cells that is really trippy there was like one research study i was looking at from 2007 where they were actually applying it this one scientist was gray started drinking it we'll get into that but like as an elixir and his hair actually started to gain back color like he was less gray it's like a youth elixir it's pretty crazy like this is real life like this is real life okay so that's a little bit of the science. So let's talk about how are you going to use in modern day, how could you use your moon blood? Like how did they used to use it? How could we use it today? Like in a physical and a spiritual practice. Okay. There was a really cool quote that I saw that kind of sparked some stuff in me. It said, the world will be healed when women offer their blood to the earth. So you could look at this two different ways. So we can look at this like metaphorically and literally your moon blood. There's actually, it's like a really powerful fertilizer. So there's 50 times more calcium in your moon blood than in regular blood, first of all. It's rich in like nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium. So it's like the best natural fertilizer you can have. I know you've probably heard people like put their blood in their houseplants or things like that. Mm -hmm. And then even going back to the Greek where they used to fertilize the lands with it. That's because it's a legit fucking like fertilizer that's doing stuff. And then you look at that on a spiritual level. So it's like you, we take from the earth, we harvest from the earth, giving back our moon is kind of nourishing the earth and giving back to them. And it's a sort of like giving and receiving cycle. Like it's literally completing the cycle of life, mm-hmm. which our cycle is that if you think about it, it's our eggs are shedding, like our, we're shedding and we're releasing and then everything's filling back up. That's why it's tied to the moon. You know, mm-hmm. you have the new moon and the the waxing and then Mm -hmm. the full and then the waning it's like the whole cycle of our reproductive system Mm -hmm. which is pretty wild so how can we use it so Mm -hmm. some things and this might be a trigger warning for some people and I will say so let me start I actually was on my moon this week Mm -hmm. I'm finishing now so I actually did a couple of these things that I read for study purposes and (laughs) I was like okay for science for science this is for science so It said you could anoint your third eye with your moon blood, Um, and it's a very good, like, divination practice. You can either do it before bed, or you can do it during a meditation and stuff to receive, like, super divine feminine goddess messages. I did that this week. Mm -hmm. Had some very interesting insights, kind of, like, went into, like, an astral projection kind of thing. I did it you know, I was here by myself. I'm like, you know, and I just did a, I use a cup now, which is kind of new for me. It's like my third cycle using the cup, but it's actually very useful because I wasn't going to squeeze a tampon out or like my pad. So, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean, So yeah, I did a little on my third eye. This used to, this dates back to like ancient Rome to Especially ancient Egyptian, which I'm so fascinated by, like, Mm -hmm. Egyptian mythology and stuff. But they used to do that to do spirit work. So I did it and had, like, a very... Unlike any kind of divination practice, I did. So highly recommend that. Also, so your face, so we're talking about the stem cells, Mm -hmm. um, all the good stuff. So back then and now, Mm -hmm. people do it as a blood face mask. Where you Mm. literally take your blood, you put it on your face, it balances your pH the properties in your menstrual blood actually uh, speeds up healing and that also goes back to the stem cells and the research that they're doing. Oh. So it actually goes to like a site of infect, like it travels there faster. Like it knows. Wow. So think think of your menstrual blood as the yang to the yin of breast milk in a sense. Interesting. So as a so breast milk were nutrients and all that and uh-huh. then it's kind of the same thing. So it's like the yin to the yang kind of thing. So yeah, so as huh. a blood mask it's Gives you a youthful appearance. You leave it on for, like, five minutes, let it dry on there. Balances the pH of your skin. Not to mention your, like I said, that divine feminine, like, tapping into that and using the medicine that comes from your body, just like breast milk. You know what I mean? If that makes you a little uncomfortable. (laughs) Because, like I said, I didn't do the... Because I would like to know, research shows that the second and third day of your cycle are when your, your red blood cell count and the stem cell count is the highest, so those are the best times of your cycle to use it. Um, whether that be on your face, in the plants, ingesting it, <laughs> like stuff like that, that's when you're going to get the most beneficial power from it. If you don't want to rub it all over your face, you could do a blood moon bath where you, you know, you do some herbs, some flowers, and then you put some of your blood in the bath and you take a bath. Also very good for your skin, the pH levels of, um, Mm -hmm. and you'll have a glow because you're bathing in the blood of your yoni. Um, (laughs) (laughs) so people have been doing this for a really long time and it's starting to become more of, as we all kind of dive into what it is to be a woman and Mm -hmm. touching that sacred part of ourselves, Mm -hmm. you know, it's starting to become a little more mainstream now. So, moon blood you can also use in your magic. So, we just have a new moon. I actually used put it in a vial cuz usually we if you've watched this before, we like to use dove blood over here, mm-hmm. which is it's what's do We don't kill doves for it, but I purchase it from a vendor. And so I put I put my moon blood in a yeah, little vial. No, no doves were harmed. Yeah, no in doves the making of this video. <laughs> Yeah, so like I said, like, the ancient priests and priestesses, they would put it in their spells and stuff. It's a very potent, like, Mm self-love, relationships, like, communication, just, like, tapping into divine energy kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So I used some of my blood to write my new moon things and to burn them. So, and let me tell you, so I did it. Some of the things I wrote in there, the very next day, they happened. And I was like, which... If you've done, sometimes it happens like that, but I just thought it was very interesting when I used that yeah. and I could feel it when I was doing, you can, there's just like a sense of, Mm -hmm. Oh my God, this came for me and now I'm doing this on here. And so like the magic in it, it's palpable. Like you can Mm -hmm. really feel it. And like I said, things kind of just the next, you know what I mean? Uh So it was really kind of crazy, but yeah. So I just thought it was very interesting and that's what I learned. So you can do that. As far as ingesting it, you can put it in your tea, you put it in a little dropper, take a little drop. Like I said, second or third day are probably the best. You want to do it fresh, like with any blood that you're snoring. It's not going to be, you know, it's it's your blood. So like, don't, like, keep it on your shelf for a week and then put it in your mouth. It's probably not good. But, you know, you know. <laughs> It can be really empowering. I haven't done that yet because I was. I was like, gonna ask. I was like, oh, I was it. I already put it on my face, oh, and that was bro, yeah. I was I fucking haven't, waiting to I haven't ask done that. that. yet. All right, but I plan to, and the only reason I didn't is because I learned after the fact about the second and third day, and it had already passed. So I just mm. wanted to make sure I do it legit. But let me tell you why I'm gonna try it. Because one, I'll try anything once, and two, it's really about reclaiming that power. Of what it is to be a woman. Because as women, we are the superior sex. I mean, let's just be real. We're being honest. You you know, I mean, we literally are, like, representation of the circle of life in our bodies. Like, we literally are. So, it's really important to me, like, learning about this kind of, like, sparked this thing into me. To where, like, I want to have ceremonies to really honor this blood. Like, and make women feel more comfortable with... Mm Mm-hmm. Like, even in Nordic traditions, Thor, it was said that he, like, bathed in the menstrual blood of the divine goddess, and that, like, gave him, like, in the primordial goddess, and that gave him, like, this state of great power. No shit. Yeah. Huh. So, it's been dating back. Since forever. Yeah. So, all of that being said. Yeah. This is just kind of a spark in you that thought of... It's not something to be shameful about. Mm -hmm. You know, we kind of feel icky when we talk about blood or it's coming out of us. But that's why I like the... What's the word? The comparison of the yin and the yang of the breast Mm -hmm, milk mm -hmm. and the...
0: Also, something that's like shamed in society,
1: you know, and it's like, why is that shamed? And that's because that's our power. Yeah, because back in the day, people used to drink our shit and feel like they were on top of the fucking world.
0: No shit. No wonder they want us to feel like it's gross. Yes. Also, what a crazy point about the translation. Between the words unclean and sacred. We're taught, like, and and that's the thing with, like, biblical texts and, like, really ancient civilization texts. Those things are translated back and forth through different languages so many times. Mm -hmm. A translation is just the words that that person decided that they meant. And then we run with it. You know, and it turns into, oh, well, they said unclean, so now it's gross. Right. Where in reality, they're going, this is so sacred that these women can't even be around us during this time. You know, it's such a big deal yeah. that they can't even come in this building because, like, and the windows power. are gonna start yeah. shaking. That's that power. Aspect. And then they said it was actually this word. This word means unclean. And now they're like, oh, they're gross, and yeah. they have to go over yeah. there. But it's just another example of something. In that divine feminine energy that's yeah. so powerful that if we figure it out, yeah. they're not, the patriarchy isn't going to have that power right. over it anymore.
1: Absolutely. And it's
0: just taken, like mine, like even in
1: indigenous cultures and stuff like that, they have actual moon lodges that they set up for women. And they separate the women, but not in the sense of, like, it's unclean, but in the sense of this is a really powerful, like, magical time for you. So they literally make lodges for them that are called moon lodges, that when you are on your moon, women go there and they congregate. And they just have this sacred space to where they don't have to have sex with their husband, and not because it's gross, but because they let them honor that time and they Mm -hmm. realize that it's such a magical, sacred force within us and that we are a literal life force. Yeah. That they, like, really are, you know, a bitch. Go sit in that fucking tent. To use that time of
0: the month to, like, recognize, like, you know, we once a month get a reminder that we are a direct Mm -hmm. conduit of this divine energy. But we're just, like, on my period, Ooh, you know, is. oh, yeah. I have cramps and I'm bleeding right. and I'm gonna stain my pants. Yeah, and it's just like I got my period when I was 11 years old, mm-hmm. I'm 28 years old wow. right now. You're young, so for 17 years, I have been bleeding once a month. Mm-hmm. I am not that good at math, but that's a lot. That's a lot, okay. Every single month for 17 years, I've had a lot of periods. Yep. I don't ever remember when I started thinking that it was a bad thing. No, because it's just It was programs. just always yeah. kind of a bad thing. Yep. You know, the reason why we have these tiny little tampons mm-hmm. that we hide in a bathroom stall so nobody knows. You know, you can't open a pad in a public bathroom. You they put chemicals in. Like, yeah, because hey, someone's going to hear it. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just like, it's crazy. My partner told me that I'm the only woman he's ever known that just, like, has a period. That just lets it happen. Like, lets it come out. You know? Mm -hmm. And I'm still, like, wrapping my shit up and throwing it in the garbage can, you know, because he's a squeamish guy or whatever. But, like, in talking about ingesting blood, why is it more gross? Like, what do you do if you cut your finger? You immediately put it in your mouth, Mm -hmm. right? That's not gross. And your menstrual is better than that. Yeah, it's great. And and no one in nearly 30 years of life has ever told me that there are stem cells in menstrual blood. I thought that was like umbilical cord stuff, placenta stuff. I didn't know that you didn't have to be pregnant to have stem cells. It's bizarre. 50% or 50 times more calcium. Than normal blood? Nitrogen, phosphorus, potassium. And in we're blood. just yeah. throwing it and in the garbage yeah. can
1: every month? I put mine in my plants. Like, that's, insane yeah. so, that's insane to me. That's insane to me. We're hiding it? And it's kind of... There are
0: 150 million women in this country, Mm -hmm. and we're throwing it in garbage cans and hiding it? And it's kind of the way that society is set up these days. Yeah. And when I say women, I mean people with uteruses. Yeah, with uterus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, people that menstruate.
1: Right. And we're... We include everybody, what we're saying.
0: And anyone, whether you menstruate or not, you can tap into divine feminine energy. This is just people who happen to have a uterus and happen to menstruate.
1: Yeah. So, and kind of segue, interesting thing, I had a talk with our friend Erica, and she brought up to my attention, we were talking about, like, uh, sex education and things like that, and she goes, you know, you never learn about a woman orgasm in sex education, you just learn about a man ejaculating, like, Mm -hmm. and it's just a, you don't learn about, like, Mm -hmm. a woman and what that takes to do those things, it's just pretty much like a man has semen and that makes a baby, and I was like, you're fucking right. They don't even yeah. talk about
0: anything like that. No, and we're just
1: a receptacle. We're just a receptacle for your semen. Yeah, <laughs> but they don't talk
0: about how, like, everything that needs to go into creating that, yeah. and how this is like literally mm-hmm. reproducing. Yeah. yeah, like I had no idea it's there were stem cells in it. Yeah, so it's like on a scientific level,
1: because you know me, I'm like, Let's I'm not look at all saying the I'm gonna drink it, right?
0: But I'm not. I'm gonna try it. I'm not <laughs> saying I'm gonna
1: drink
0: it. <laughs> I'm gonna lock the doors. Yeah, and I'm gonna make sure. Yeah, <laughs> my and partner's know, not home. It's just one of those things. where Am I gonna put it on my
1: face? Maybe, maybe. You know, and I don't know. I'm gonna try. We're face coming up next time. You know. I'm yeah, we're coming up. Max. I did the there, and from the little things that I did do, like I kind of went a little because I was like, oh, I I'm learning about this. How mm-hmm. deep am I gonna dive into this? But I was mm-hmm. like, I need to do some of it so mm-hmm. I can show like application. It was probably the most powerful magic I've ever done. Like Damn. it was a feeling of I was like Holy the shit they shit. don't want you to know. Yeah. yeah, it was very so. It was a very interesting week learning about that, and something I'm
0: definitely going to learn more about. Question: Yes, does it have to be yours? I mean, because like the so scientist the was, a, was blood, a man who right. drank it and color back. So it bag. doesn't
1: have to, and you always want to be careful of bloodborne pathogens and things like sure. that. So in a scientific setting, they're definitely testing for those kinds of things. The most potent is going to be your own um, menstrual okay. blood. But say a, you don't a science, menstruate, if you don't menstruate, then yes, absolutely. But you would definitely want to get that person tested. Like I said, you want to be in that range of you can have it anytime, but the best benefits are going to be that second and third day of your cycle. Mm-hmm. And you know, be it's like with any blood, you just want to
0: yeah. test it. But first. for for like writing a spell with it, for example, then you not ingesting it, or you know, but if someone were to So that's on, so here in lies
1: the rub. Mm. If you're using, so for magical purposes. Right, right, right. Talking about, for magical purposes, you want to use your own. Just because that's your power that's coming in there. And if you use, from what I've read now, I don't, you know, this is just from what I learned this week. But if you were to use someone else's blood, you're bonding them. It's like a binding spell Mm. in a sense. So, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like if you're using your blood for... Spells for somebody else—you are in essence binding yourself to them, or them to you. Kind Kinda of thing. gives a new meaning to like blood sisters. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. What if we like mix it together? Then that would be like super fucking powerful. Ooh. Coming to you soon, mixed magic. Yes! week
0: four, wonder wish. We're just gonna be glowing.
1: <laughs> so. That's what I learned about this week, and it's something I'm going to continue to learn about and possibly have, I'm thinking of doing, like, yeah. maybe a little, like, red tent kind of goddess ceremony or something to kind of really honor that, like... Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Ugh. And it's taking that stigmatism because... Yeah! It's like, for what? Look at the fucking flame. It's like, yes!
0: Yes! 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 <laughs> yes! Like, you know, it's taking back Fuckers our power. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely yeah. taking back that power. Reclaiming mm-hmm. the powers. What is ours? Yeah, and also it's literally, like, I do this every month. It's yeah. not a
1: burden. And it's not just, like, the physical act of just having your period. It's also the whole entire month, like, feeling yeah. the whole cycle of what that is to, like, shed
0: that uterine wall. Yeah. Like, to, like, build up It's to such that. a big deal. And yeah. we just talk about it as this, like, or we don't talk or about we don't it. talk about it. It's this it. secret little thing that, like, oh, yeah, we yeah. know that it happens. What are you yeah. on? Your period? Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, bitch. Yeah, it is. I'm fucking powerful as shit right now. Yeah. So yeah, like I'm. It, it was. I read something the other day that said that um, the irritability that mm-hmm. they talk about when a woman or a person who menstruates is PMSing or menstruating, it's not that we become more irritable. Right. It's that we have less capacity for taking shit. <laughs> You bullshit know, meters. I'm, not, like, I'm uh, not in a shitty mood, I'm not irritable, I just am so, like, it's so easy for me to acquiesce to your bullshit all yeah. the time, that during this week, when I'm at my most powerful... Fuck you. <laughs> well, that's why I'm saying, like you know,
1: that's why Indigenous cultures and stuff had those moon lodges to like yeah. give the woman a chance the to like space Just it. to be, let me just give you space to just yeah, do. It wouldn't that be
0: thing? great? If like, like why isn't that once a, a week, I just call into work and yeah. I go, listen, yeah, I gotta go to the moon lodge. Mm-hmm. It's that time again. Yeah. You know, give me some space. Let me process what okay. I got going on. Okay,
1: we'll have those again. <sighs> One day in modern society, that yeah. would be a thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know? And that's how we educate ourselves, and we learn about it, and we make it and not so... And if I so... want to wear
0: sweatpants and eat ice cream, I'm gonna, because I am a powerful witch! Yes, right? <laughs> to <It's gonna laughs> fucking fuel up for all that fucking messaging. Yeah, and it's a big deal. It hurts.
1: It's draining, mm-hmm. you know? And
0: it's just like... And we're just throwing this yeah. shit away. And I noticed,
1: like... So, throughout the week, and I was fortunate enough to have, like, my moon while I was learning about this, Yeah it wasn't that bad like cuz i was really like tuned in with it and kind of like sensitive to it and working mm-hmm. with it I usually get really fucking painful periods, and I will shout out the cup for that, too. Like, I've noticed after having the cup, like, I'm crampy less, and that's because I'm not plugging it up. Right. I'm just letting it
0: come out. I used tampons from my very first period Mm -hmm. until I was in my mid-twenties, and I had the worst cramps, and Mm -hmm. I was like, what am I doing? This is trying to come out. Yeah. Why am I corking it up there just because no one wants to see it? Right. No one wants to know it exists. Mm -hmm. I have to pretend like it's not happening, so I'm just suffering in silence as soon as I started having a period you know just like like free bleeding letting too. it yeah, yeah free bleeding just letting it come out just like catching it in a different way mm-hmm. letting my body do what it wants to do right. I don't have cramps anymore it doesn't last yeah. as long I'm so much more comfortable yeah. And it's just like, and it's funny because my partner is just like, "You're the only woman I know that just like, lets it. All he you 'You're the only out. one I know that just like lets it all fall <laughs> out.'" And I'm like, "Yeah, because that's what it's supposed to be doing." Right you know now. what? I'm lay down and let me sprinkle it all over you. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I'm 28 years old. I'm like right? a month pretending like, oh, I can't tell anyone I'm on my period. Amanda Palmer. Writes about this mm. uh, in that book, *The Art of Asking*, yeah. mm-hmm. where she says she's never afraid to like loudly ask someone for a tampon. Yeah, and you can't because she's like, I'm doing this. Yeah, it's happening. You and know, we all I'm not do afraid. It. Yeah, I'm not gonna. S- so, yeah. <laughs> Ashley bought me a cup for my birthday or something because I had one, and then a roommate's dog ate it. Long story, not really. That's, that's, that's the whole I story. Forever
1: love Jesse. That yeah, that's yeah, <laughs> but um.
0: She brought me a cup, and I was using we're matching, cups, <laughs> yeah, <we're> matching cups. Yeah, we matching cups. <laughs> Soul sisters, friends forever. It's like a best friends necklace. But we have matching. <laughs> but we have matching <laughs> menstrual cups. Yeah, and I, uh, we were talking. How, how, how funny would it be if you were in a public bathroom and needed to change it? The first time in like a year, Elliot and I go out to a restaurant. I walk into a Mexican restaurant. I'm waiting to be seated, and and I was like, that drip. <laughs> oh. No. So I'm just sat in a public bathroom with, like, a cup of blood and, like, a wad of toilet paper. Just, like, what do I do? That's the only
1: thing. That's the one thing that, with the cup, that I'm like, okay, let me make sure I empty it before my Mm -hmm. cup overfloweth while I'm out. Yeah, and it sure do. And it did. But you know what? It's better than
0: having a toxic... Cotton things yeah. shoved up your hoo-ha. So, Gosh, yeah. Seriously, you, know? you don't even think about that. Like, what are they putting in that? And they stuff? do. Like, I looked They're into it. There's a lot chemicals. of chemicals
1: that leach into our body, and it actually causes your uterus to contract. So there, there's chemicals in there that oh. cause contraction. So that's
0: why my cramps were so yes. bad. Because it's your uterus. That's Thanks, what cramps tampons. are. It's
1: uterine contractions, pretty mm-hmm. much. So yeah, and then even you have like the natural ones but they, like, stay, like, this hard little fucking bullet, and they don't, like, expand, oh, yeah. so it's, Literally like, I can those in
0: like this and just and stays, stays there like, like that. that. And I'm, like, what so am I, I even doing? Do- yeah, what am I even <laughs> doing?
1: <laughs> You just so the put cup. that cup in. Yeah, so not yeah. only is the cup good just to, like, get rid of your cramps, yeah. now you can use it to collect your blood for your magic. Yeah, <laughs> to put in your plants or... Yeah, and you can dry it. like there were th- So, like, oh. if you don't want the liquid blood... So, if you're going to store... There's another fun fact. So, mm-hmm. um, if you don't want to, like... Because, the- obviously, like, any blood, it's going to get rinsed. Like, mm-hmm, if you just have mm-hmm, a vial. Mm-hmm. So, what people do is they put it out of, a, like, a sheet or... Just throw it in the dehydrator. Yeah, or just, like... <laughs> leave it out Make to air jerky. dry, yeah. yeah, and then it becomes a powder and then you powder, you can put in protection spells, oh, you can do it in That's spells. a good idea! So I have some drying right now. Let's, let's do some products. Um, so if you haven't tuned in before and this is your first time Jesse yes. and I like to pull from different decks we've been rocking with the same decks right now just because this is a favorite Oracle deck of mine and that's favorite. her favorite deck eventually we'll be swapping them out for other ones mm-hmm. but we like to pull from different decks because it's really cool seeing the correlation when messages kind of correspond from different decks and things like that um, if you have been watching you know that Jesse keeps pulling the wild fucking yam and has some root work to do but she's been doing that I the deck today
0: we are not getting wild yams I want to talk talk about something else. I have cleansed the deck. It sat in its bag. with But crystals did you do all the
1: message? Th- did you do what the YDM I was so. telling you? Did you do that root I work? I went in. I think so. Okay. I well, we shall week. see. We shall see. Um,
0: um oh, well, there oh, it God. is. A million fell out. of really fucked up. No, that never happens to me where the car just jumps out. And but it's not a wild jam. Thank goodness. <laughs> oh, I just want
1: to check really quick and make sure we're still recording. Yeah. So, audio. um,
0: like, like we said, we like to pull from different decks. Ashley often pulls from oracle decks, where I more often pull from tarot decks. Mm-hmm. And we like to kind of see the, the overlap and the correlation between those. Cool. Um, I have been researching and doing a lot more on, like, my tarot education. Mm-hmm. So that's where I'm kind of more focused on that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and you just have And a the whole...
1: oracles do have correlations to, right. like, traditional tarot. It's just... It's just a preference. I have tarot decks, too. I just Mm -hmm. like... this. She actually gave me my first tarot deck. (laughs) You know what? I do work with tarot. It's just the oracle, Mm -hmm. sometimes they're a little nicer than the tarot, and I'm just like, let me just have a nice message. I am a
0: glutton for punishment. I love criticism. Read me tarot card. (laughs) Fuck me up. It's fucking hilarious that that is the card I pulled. Oh. For this
1: week for me. Alright. So what'd you get? I got Speak Truth. Um, shout out Threads of Fate shout out Threads of Fate this fucking fantastical oracle deck that they had um, our friend Erica you'll meet her next month the other yes. Erica it's confusing we have them in- many yeah we have many but she just got the tarot deck version of mm-hmm. these and they're pretty cool shout out to Threads of Fate because they're awesome so I got Speak Truth so we always like to look at the card and kind of get our their intuition intuitional what's the, what's the word intuitive no, intuitive <laughs> words the intuitive reading from the card so here Swords is the representation, which we all like getting swords. It's got a little crystal. We've got some wings, so some air energy in there, but it's also got some barbed wire. So mm. here's this. If you can see it, and they're nice and shiny, that matte black and rose gold foil can't go wrong. Can't. Um, and to me, this is saying, well, clearly, speak truth. It's a very clear message. But um with the swords with the visuals on the card what it's saying to me speak your truth be careful how you speak your truth make sure that you're looking at things from both sides of the coins and looking Mm -hmm. at things from all perspectives as opposed to just what your Mm -hmm. truth you know make sure your truth is truthful i guess in a sense like make sure you're speaking it from a place of Mm -hmm. you know your gut as opposed to up here your heart or just thinking with ego Is kind of what that's saying to me
0: so what did you get I got the Knight of Cups. Okay, okay. So here we see the knight. He's got these big old eagles on his hat. Ooh. Don't know why. Holding the cup. Looks kind of bored. Seems okay. kind of like pensive, just out in the woods. Um, the herbal association is sarsaparilla, Ooh, which is interesting. So if you like, you know, root, root beer, beer right? yeah. that's kind of cool. But I didn't realize this is how it grew. It's like a vine with these okay. big leaves and these little red berries. Oh, yeah. And he's just chilling by a river. He looks pensive. We have got wings on this one, too. Yeah. He looks like he's just kind of, make sure I'm not going to set my hair on fire. Right. He's just like kind of holding his cup, thinking about stuff. Right. You know, looking at a river, kind of in the woods, by himself. You know, that kind of makes me think, well, so cups. Honestly, I don't even really know that much about it. Mm-hmm. I'm still learning. Yeah. Um, but intuitively, it kind of looks like, kind of like inward reflection. And the way that the vine is drawn, it looks like it's almost kind of like wrapping him up in it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And I know that sarsaparilla has, I think, like anti inflammatory properties. Okay. I don't know. I'm not as familiar with sarsaparilla. Yeah, I I think it has anti inflammatory properties. I'm not 100% sure. I don't know. I take sarsaparilla in a tincture when I have a migraine. Okay. That's, like, an anti-inflammatory thing, and maybe this guy just kind of looks like he has a migraine. Yeah. (laughs) Like, that's what I would do if I, like, when I have a migraine, I need to be alone, in the dark, by myself, in the quiet, in the cold. So maybe you just, like, take your cup of water and you walk down by the river. Yeah. There you go. Who knows?
1: Let's look it up.
0: Let's look it up. So, speak truth.
1: Cool thing about these cards, so the miners, so it's like... breaks them down into major and minor the minor one there's like the power cards and then your minor ones that's going to give you a spirit animal um a spiritual herb to work with and a crystal that's why i love Mm -hmm. this deck so the main message of this card is it's asking you to tap into what needs to be brought out of you it extends beyond speaking and into embodying what truth of yours needs form um, your soul, heart, and body are always trying to communicate with you. Maybe you find yourself mysteriously drawn to a subject, art, form, or genre. Maybe you realize you're buying everything purple that you see. All of these things, whether small or large, are our heart's longing, It is an ember of our truth trying to light within us. In order to nurture mm. the flame, we have to breathe life into it. Embody mm. it. Speak it. Embrace it. Tap into your truth in any way you can without looking for validation from others. Give it power by naming it. However, you feel called to name it. Throat chakra. Mm -hmm. Um, So we've got the parrot is the spirit animal for that. (laughs) I like that vocalization. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Um, talking. It's a very good ally for communication. The herb is red clover, which is really good because I find it interesting. It's a very good hormonal. Oh, uh, for women and stuff like that. Really? Red, obviously, we've been talking about blood. So right, that's right, interesting. right, That's interesting. Um, but it's good for unlocking emotions um, and mm-hmm. showing truths that are waiting to be unearthed, um, which is really cool. On a physical level, it pulls out inflammation and mucus. Huh. Um, so I'm interested to see what the book says about the sarsaparilla. It's the same on an emotional and a physical level. And then Amazonite is the crystal. Ooh. Yeah, so it brings your heart's truth into the physical world. So like heart huh. chakra stuff, and it ties in with your throat chakra to harmonize one's internal world with the external.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got it right here. Yeah. Let it out here. Very cool. Very interesting. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. So the Knight of Cups... Um, so something I've been learning is that, um, and I wrote about this in my previous tarot poll yeah. for the collective. Um, also, real quick note, um, the Ace of Swords was in that uh, tarot reading, mm. and this kind of looks like that You're with right. a single sword, and it talks about that being like a double-edged sword. Yeah. So on one side, you know, it could be these very positive aspects, but on the other side that can kind of get out of control. Yeah. So I think that... When speaking, when talking about, like, speaking your truth, it's like, you know, when do you stop? Right. Like, how do you, you don't want to go... How do you balance it? You know, people often say mean or critical things yeah. under the guise of being honest, mm-hmm. you know, so it's like are you just being a dick? Are you are you just being a dick? You know, do, is it like, what is it? Does like, well, does before be right? you say something, like, is it necessary? Is it helpful? Like that kind of stuff to go through that checklist. And it's like, do I really need to say this thing? Or who are you saying it for? Are you right, saying it for yourself? For you yourself, just, yeah. for somebody else? Like, what are you doing it for? So I yeah. think that that double edged sword kind of allegory is like really important mm-hmm. when we talk about. Our speech, yeah. you know, and our truth, because it's like... Inner dialogue and outer dialogue. Right, yep. exactly. Like, how are you speaking to yourself? And um, something that I really love that I found like, kind of in my, um, in my study of Judaism is the concept of we need to be as skeptical about our beliefs as we are about our doubts. Mm. So we're super skeptical Ooh. about the things that we doubt, but why do we believe the things that we believe? You know, what makes that the truth? You know, and when we tell ourselves like, I'm no good at stuff and I don't have any talents and I can't make any money and nobody likes me. It's like, okay, but you need to be equally as skeptical about that as Mm -hmm. I am great and I am good at stuff and people love me and I deserve to be loved. You know, we Mm. need to give it the same skepticism. So I feel like that's kind of that internal truth yeah. and the internal way we speak to ourselves yeah. is like that double-edged sword too so that's a good and looking for you balance think, yeah. you know so that's an interesting thing that's what that made me think of very good and then um another thing that i post about in that post is all of the Suits are all of the um, the cards, mm-hmm. the the suits, yeah. cups, pentacles, etc., etc. They're all associated with an element. Okay. And then all of the court cards are also associated with an element. Okay. So the Knight of Cups is Air of Water. Gotcha. Okay. Which. Kind of sounds like Aquarius, Aquarius. A bit. <laughs> Doesn't it? Whoa. Still Aquarius season, isn't it? Oh, for crazy. about another week. Yeah. Aquarius season for All about right? another week. He's on a tireless search for identity in relationship to another. His winged hat suggests the spirit of a self-styled crusader or messenger of the gods. Sounds oh like God. someone who's speaking the it's, truth. What's
1: his name? Hermes?
0: Hermes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, with little wings on his yeah. feet. Interesting. Mm. We might talk about that a little bit later. He has a dream and he is actively in pursuit of it. He is unafraid to express his feelings, tastes, and vision to others. That sounds like he's unafraid to speak his truth positive side he can represent a stage leading to deeper personal commitments but on the negative side he may lose if only temporarily a sense of personal identity through getting caught up in the turbulence of immature relationships he must guard against moodiness and jealousy this is going to be a really big theme when i talked about my weekly topic um that being said sarsaparilla um, spiritual properties, it symbolizes purification of the emotions and the associated ability to express clearly our most intimate thoughts and feelings with others. You guys, we do not pick these beforehand. I'm telling you. It just happens like that. <laughs> it gives you, like And this one jumped over. out. It was before she oh, picked yeah. Speak Truth. He jumped out at me. And he's just like, speak your truth. Oh, No, man. that just happens. Double-edged
1: sword. Crazy. Also, the wing sword, which I just and think is And wings on his hat. Yeah.
0: Just, Messenger yeah. of the gods. Speak your truth. That's crazy. In- so, a sarsaparilla gives you the ability to communicate more effectively and speak your truth. Gotcha. It is an unsubstanti This herb has an unsubstantiated reputation of increasing sexual potency. We're talking about moon... Magic like all can you stop? Look at that. What? <laughs> Sarsaparilla's primary use is a blood and liver purifier. Shut the fuck I'm up! It right says that! Other specific uses includes the treatment of rashes such as eczema psoriasis and acne. It is also good for individuals whose digestion is weak with bloating, rumbling, and fermentation. So you can use the herbal essence to foster physical and emotional clarity. The herb may be worn in a pouch to foster courage in manifesting openness and clarity in expressing feelings and intentions. Your
1: feelings. Yeah,
0: intimacy with another and making love a creative experience that is shared with another. Herbal allies! Red clover. Shut the fuck up! Right it now, it says that. Can you stop? That's not herbal allies.
1: Red clover. It so if you it's... missed it. The herbal right core truth was red clover. Are you kidding me right now? Red clover. I didn't. I have goosebumps. It blew my mind. Hold on, wait. And this is why we like to pull from different decks because if you and a blood
0: purifier. Come on! It literally jumped out of the deck. Was like my time to shine. Dude. Oh, and also, this second paragraph of the explanation really resonates with what I'm about to yeah. talk about. So that's really and it cool. it usually
1: does. And the speaking Yay, truth. Like, speaking your dude. truth and honoring that sacred feminine and doing that, yeah. all that jazz. I'm just going to check this every one out. Every week, like, if you tune in with that, it's like that every fucking week. Oh, like, it's like, not
0: even fair. It's kind of like, oh. Like... <laughs> That I have the the wind taken out of my sails. I'm exhausted. Jeez. So, but don't okay. get too exhausted. No, I'm not. Because it's, it's my, my turn. turn. Oh, it's no. my turn to wonder which. Oh yeah. yeah.
1: Thing Jesse is going to teach me about
0: this week. All right. So I'm going to take you guys on a little explorative journey of my mental state and thought process uh, over this week. Okay. So, um, this weekend is Valentine's Day tomorrow. So I was kind of wondering what I was going to write about. And if you've tuned in in the past couple weeks, um, I've noticed a developing theme. Mm -hmm. So for the first episode, I I talked about Immel because it was that week. Yeah. And then the following week, I talked about Aquarius season because we're in it. So I'm noticing that I'm kind of having time-related, you know, that's kind of what I've been thinking about is like, what's Mm -hmm. going on this week? Yeah. You know, as opposed to like coming up with an idea, yeah. so you know, I noticed that theme was developing, yeah. so I just kind of decided to run with it. Okay, cool. So Valentine's Day is coming up, right? Mm. So I was like, "Well, that's a good theme as any." Uh, Chinese New Year was my second. Okay, um, because that was yesterday. That was um, the twelfth, February twelfth, twenty twenty-one okay. was Chinese New Year. Um, it is the year of the ox. Ooh. I was born in nineteen ninety-two. Um. So I am a monkey. Yeah, I was what born am I? I don't know. You have to look it up. I'm gonna look. What it year were you born? Oh, yeah. to say. <laughs> no, that's the same. Ninety two is like, oh my gosh, wait, she's only really five years older than me. Um, five years is a lot of time, you know. It's like five years. Depends on who you stuff. ask. Are yeah. you asking elves? Five years is like a week. Okay, they're true, old. True that. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Let's cool. Continue. Are you asking a dog? You know. <laughs> so. Um, so I thought, okay, so what is my, my, all right, so what am I going to do? So it's Valentine's Day, I felt like the easy jump was to kind of talk about, like, love magic. Mm. So I thought about that, but if I'm being perfectly honest, love spells kind of creep me out. Um, because there seems to be an issue, like, as white witches, and not, like, white witches, but as, like, witches that do white magic, you know? (laughs) Because <laughs> we had to throw that out.
1: Yeah, just to be clear, time.
0: just to be clear, you know, um, we kind of want to keep things above board, right? And we don't necessarily want to, like, this isn't the craft, I don't want to cut oh, your hair.
1: I'm just talking about blood magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this around. is kind of, I was
0: like, Ooh. you know, like, that's why I'm like, my blood or other people's right. blood, you know? So we kind of want to keep things above board, and you don't want to interfere with someone's free will, mm-hmm. so... I think that love spells kind of sketch me out a little bit. I don't think there's anything wrong with, like, doing spells in the love realm. Specifically, self-love, great. Do it. Um, Also, if you're doing spells, like, attraction spells, not just, like, attracting people to yourself, but, like, spells that make you appear and feel more attractive Mm -hmm. so you can attract the things you want, that's fine. But don't go, like, tying some, you know, co-worker's hair around a candle and making them, you know, like... That's like a binding you know, kind right, of Right, right, right. Or... So, I didn't really want to go into that because I knew that the internet was kind of just, like, a treasure trove of shit I don't want to know. So, I didn't do that. So then I thought, okay, well... What else do we talk about so when we talk about love and valentine's day we can talk about our venus signs mm-hmm. but venus is an aquarius until the 25th and i already talked about aquarius um so i felt like i would do a really quick you know so venus kind of became the center of my focus because i already did aquarius so i'm going to turn the brightness down on this because i'm like blinding myself on screen um so I wanted to talk really briefly, is because I kind of do astro stuff a lot, about what our Venus sign is. Mm-hmm. So generally speaking in our birth charts, the placement of Venus rules our attitudes towards love and abundance and money and fertility and kind of the way those things relate to our lives. Venus is a planet, rules art, um, charm, diplomacy, kind of those like social aspects, as well as like our sexual desires and according to sarsaparilla or sexual potency and maybe even blood magic you know that's a venus thing. I, yeah right so the location of venus in our charts can indicate how we approach relationships and also what gives us pleasure mm-hmm. um and like i said about the knight of cups on one hand this can be really like sensual and passionate and creative mm-hmm. But on the other hand, it can be really vengeful and jealous. So there's that double-edged sword there. You kind of got to make sure you're not going too far in one direction, right? Um, I personally have Venus in Capricorn, as does my partner. Um, If you think about Capricorn, we think about, like, Capricorn is a super practical sign. So it's a really practical approach to love, you know? And in our relationship, you know, we really benefit from... Um, A mutual sense of stability, kind of like acts of service, you know, making sure that the other person is okay and that everything is safe and secure. Um, And Capricorn Venus can be, Capricorn Venus love can be a thing that takes a long time to blossom because you kind of got to be sure... Have all your ducks in a row, Mm -hmm. but it's, like, a long-lasting and faithful union. Okay. When I talk about these things, I really want to invite people to not only respond to the blog, but, you know, respond in the comments on the video or even send us DMs. Like, if you have questions about your Venus sign or any of your signs, if you want, like, birth chart readings, you know, but, like, if we're talking about Venus signs and you go, hmm, I have Venus and Aries, I wonder what that means send us a message. We can talk about it, you know. I got all the books, you know. I might not be an expert, but I can do a little digging. Yes. So that being said. So, um, like we talked about last week, not only does your Venus fall, or your, any planet fall into a sign, it also falls into a house. Mm -hmm. Um, so Venus in your natal chart decides, defines how you express yourself, like, Socially, passionately, and and aesthetically, Mm -hmm. even, because, you know, Venus is the goddess of beauty. So Venus naturally brings harmony and refinement, like art and love, Mm -hmm. to the house she occupies. Okay. Venus, your Venus sign tells you how you express yourself romantically, and the house it falls in tells you where. Okay. Okay. Okay, so I question. So right in Capricorn, my Capricorn Venus is how I express my love right. practically, stably, you know, in a way of acts of service and contrition. Okay. And the house that it falls into says where. So my Venus, I actually have um, my ascendant is Aries, which is the natural ascendant. Okay. So Venus naturally falls into. Um, The tenth house, which is naturally ruled—I'm sorry—the tenth house is naturally ruled by Capricorn, which is where mine falls. Not Venus is always in the tenth, but naturally in the cycle of things, because Aries is the baby of the zodiac, and then you go around last week, right? So Venus is in my tenth house, which is your midheaven or the house that rules career and social status. So when Venus rules the tenth house, one possesses a love of work and a creative flair in their career. I have five jobs. <laughs> like, I work exactly a lot. Like that sounds <laughs> a lot like me. I was like, come on. So popularity is um, commonly coupled with financial success. Okay. You know, some of these people are very charming, yeah. you know, yeah. and easy to work with. But you have to, the double-edged sword is you have to make sure you're not using that charm in a manipulative way. Okay. Um, I have a note here to say, where do you have Venus in your chart? Comment below. We can discuss how that may impact you and your life. Mm. So, like I said, when you find a planet, you know, when you're reading your chart, the sign is going to tell you how you express that based on the planet's attributes. Right. And the house is going to tell you where you express that. Can I ask a question? Yes. When you say where... Yes. That's where I'm, like, losing... What aspect of your life. Okay. Got it. So, I express my... So, Venus with my harmony and relatability and my social status and love and passionate you know passions and all those things are in the sign of Capricorn so they're kind of in this stable practical way Mm -hmm. and I and I reflect that in my career and social status okay so that's kind of how you put the building blocks together of sign plus house you know planet plus sign plus house equals how it affects you And then after that, you get into how they all conjunct each other and what that means, and we're not here for that. (laughs) But, so, as I dig deeper into this, in my studies with the Venus as a planet, I start to go, that's cool. Yeah. Discovering where Venus is in your chart and how that affects you, but, like, what about Venus herself?
1: Yeah. Ooh, tell
0: me. You know what I mean? Like, what's up with that? Yeah. Right? So... We know that um, the the names of the planets that we use colloquially are the names of the Roman deities. Um, not and, and traditionally when we talk about mythology, we have Roman mythology and we have Greek mythology. Right. So Venus is the Roman equivalent, essentially, of Aphrodite, okay. the goddess of love and beauty in Greek mythology. But But Jupiter, Mars, Venus—those are all Roman deities. So the planets are named for Roman gods and goddesses. Uranus, Neptune—like Neptune is uh, a water is the god of the sea. But in Greek mythology, his name is Poseidon. Poseidon, yeah, yeah, same guy essentially. Um, So oftentimes the mythology of these two will get. Crossed over, okay. so Venus, I thought, would have a litany of mythology describing yeah. all about her. She doesn't. Up until her crossover with the god, basically, Venus. Venus used to be, um, she was worshipped as a vegetation goddess. And she, like, ruled over, like, gardens and vineyards. Okay. Okay, and that was kind of, like, old ancient Roman idea about Venus. Okay. And then somewhere along the line, very quickly, yeah. people always venerated Venus. But And veneration is actually yeah. from the, the Her- stem of the word Venus. <laughs> yes. um, they always did. But she got quickly associated with the Greek goddess Aphrodite, the goddess of love and beauty, mm-hmm. and kind of like took over all of her myths. Okay. Um, also, like uh, the Babylonian goddess Ishtar mm-hmm. and like kind of a lot mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. those yeah. goddesses, they kind of like took over their mythology. So there was very little worship of Venus and she didn't have any myths of her own as a native Roman deity, okay. but she is a native Roman deity. She's Italian. Um, and when if you think of like... Botticelli and yeah. how he made Venus and she's right. shown in the clam show, that's because the mythology of Aphrodite was that she was born of the sea. Aphrodite was born out of sea uh, foam. I thought that was Which Aphrodite. I'm pretty sure because some god or goddess, like, jizzed into the ocean. Yeah. And it created us. i I'm not kidding. And she's coming <laughs> out of true. a clam. So, like, it bubbled up in the sea- And this goddess was born. So when we see Botticelli's depiction of, like, the birth of Venus, where she's in the clamshell, that's essentially Aphrodite mythology. Um, So there's kind of that crossover there. So she's often depicted in that large clamshell. So she's the goddess of love. She's the goddess of sex. She's the goddess of beauty. You know, basically all the things that our Venus sign describes, like aesthetic, you know, and things like that. And then so the sexual potency thing. So Venus had a lot of lovers, mm-hmm. um, and and one we made, you know, a familiar adage that we're all familiar with is, like, women are from Venus, men are from Mars kind yeah. of a thing. I'm pretty sure there yeah. was, like, a book that had that title in, like, the yeah. 90s. Yeah. Um, so while it's true that Venus did have a relationship with Mars, this is where I get in the story time, because this is, like, story I'm going to tell you all the story. What Sorry what about my underwear flash the there. All right, so story time. This is really interesting, and we're going to kind of deviate from the Venus story just for a second, just so we can wrap it all around. Venus was not, excuse me, Venus was not married to Mars. That was an okay. affair. Venus actually had another husband. Okay. His name was Vulcan, and he is the god of fire and forge. Vulcan is known as the only ugly god. So, here's a little backstory on Vulcan. Okay. So, Vulcan, described as the only ugly god, because his mother, Juno, or the Greek equivalent, Hera, um, was mad that Jupiter, Greek equivalent Zeus, was always out there having babies with other people, or having babies on his own. Like, um, Athena was, like, bore out of his head, or something like that, you know? So, she was like, I want to have kids on my own. So she has Vulcan on her own, and because of, like, the weird abnormality of that situation, he came out really ugly. Which Um, is weird for, like... Which is strange, because gods and goddesses were all beautiful. So beautiful. So he comes out, he's ugly, and she's like, what the fuck is that? So she casts him away. So, yeah, so Vulcan gets cast out of Mount Olympus. I know that that's Greek. I don't know what the Roman equivalent is. Okay. So he gets cast out. Um, he uses this time, because he's the god of fire and forge, to become an excellent craftsman and, like, a blacksmith. So the legend goes is that he created this really beautiful necklace, and someone wore it to a party and Juno saw it. And she was like, oh my god, where did that come from? And they said, oh yeah, Vulcan made it. So she's like, "Fuck Vulcan, I know him." And she calls him up and she says, "Hey, I want to invite you back to the gods because you're doing all this stuff." And he's just like, mm, "Fuck you, mom." <laughs> right? <laughs> you know that's really shitty because now I'm good at stuff. You want me to come home? Um, but mm-hmm. he anyway, he designs her this beautiful, ornate, golden throne. That's his just mom. yeah, his mom. It's like bejeweled with pearls and all these things. Really beautiful throne. Gives it to her. She's like, oh my god, this is so beautiful. Sits in it. Traps her. So she's trapped in this chair. She cannot get out. We will learn that Vulcan is incredibly petty. So she is trapped in this chair. Jupiter, a.k.a. Zeus, her husband, is like, shit, what do we do? So after three days of her being trapped in this chair... Jupiter appeals to Vulcan and says, Hey, man, please let your mom out of this chair.
1: Yeah.
0: If you do, I'll let you marry Venus, the most beautiful goddess in all of the world. Okay. Yeah. So he goes, okay. Because he's ugly. He's never going to land Venus. Yeah. You know, and then Jupiter apparently is just allowed to give her away, gives Venus to Vulcan. Okay? Okay. So Vol- Venus marries Vulcan, he is very ugly, and she is not happy about this. So she proceeds to have a lot of affairs. It is said that every time, Vulcan's a really testy, angry guy. So it's said, mythologically, that every time Venus cheats on Vulcan, a volcano erupts. Shut the fuck. Yeah, really what? interesting. Because he's the goddess of fi- god of fire and forge. So, that happens. Later, Mars, the god of war, right. Ares, the okay. Greek equivalent, god of war, who happens to be Vulcan's brother, starts to have a relationship with Venus. Not just an affair, like a full-blown relationship. Full-blown relationship, totally an affair, but they're in love and they're very passionate and um, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the kind of the allegorical stuff there later. Um, so it's Vulcan's brother and when Vulcan finds out about this, needless to say... He's not very happy, Mm-mm. so what he does is he goes back to his workshop and he's saying, "I'm going to get even." So he conducts a plan. He creates a golden, unbreakable net. Okay. Okay. And he sets a trap in their marital bed. And then he tells Venus, "Hey, I'm going out of town for the weekend." Yeah, you can see where this is going. So Vulcan goes, hee, 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 I'm going to go on a little trip, and Venus calls up Mars and is like, yo, Vulcan's gone, come over. Yeah. So they fall into bed and get caught in this unbreakable golden net. So Vulcan comes back and he's like, ha ha, I have gotcha. <laughs> and what he proceeds to do is invite all of the other gods and goddesses over to laugh at them in their shames. Super fucked up. I told you he's really petty. So, Vulcan does that. All the other gods and goddesses come over and kind of backfires on him because they all kind of go, like, what's wrong with you, man? That's really weird. Like, no one thinks it's funny. Everyone thinks it's really strange that he's doing this. And they're kind of like, let him out of there. It's really weird. So he gets super embarrassed. Um, Needless to say, they don't have any children. (laughs) It's not a happy marriage. And Venus still... uh, Continues to gallivant right. about the cosmos having her many relationships. She not only has relationships with other gods and goddesses, but also mortals, too. Okay. Um, and if you've ever read Homer's The Iliad, you mm-hmm. know that Venus yeah. had um, a relationship with a mortal man, which resulted in the birth of Aeneas, who is a Trojan hero, okay. um, in, if you've ever read. You know, the Iliad or other, like, long yeah. Greek stories. And that's Aphrodite, because it's a Greek story, but the overlap, kind of the, the same thing. So, that's an interesting story. Um, also, another cool thing is Venus and Mars had a son. Okay. Many. So they, had they had multiple s- children. They yeah. had They probably had, like, at least four or five, if not more, children. One of whom is Cupid. Valentine's Day. Yeah, one of whom is Cupid, and what's really interesting about that is yeah. that it's like in the allegory of Cupid being the child of Venus and Mars yeah. is that he's the allegory of love and war. Yeah. Okay. Cool, right? <laughs> yeah. That's cool. really interesting. So, um, let's see, what else here? Oh, and Cupid is the god of desire. So, okay. that's why we see the depiction of Cupid as a little, like, cherub baby, little like, baby. shooting people with yeah. the arrows, making them fall in love, because yeah. he's the god of desire. Okay. So, that's interesting. And it's Valentine's Day. So, despite, um, Valentine's Day on its own, Venus also has her own festival day. Oh. It is called, uh... Oh, it's empty. It is called... Veneralia, Okay. And it's an ancient Roman festival celebrated on April 1st. Okay. Um, on April Fool's Day. Yeah, April Fool's Day. Okay. So, um, this was, like, a lot of different practices, you know, like, what can you really yeah. say? Like, no one was there. Yeah. Maybe. No. Um, But it was typically like a female-only holiday where they, like, carried around statues of Venus and, yeah. like, venerated them okay. on Veneralia. Um, but they celebrated... On this day, Venus has a lot of names yeah. in ancient Rome. Okay. One of them is Venus Verticordia, which means Venus the Changer of Hearts. Okay. So this was kind of like a sexual purity almost kind yeah. of holiday, but it's like Venus the Changer of Hearts kind of in the way that Cupid like changes your heart in that way. So that's Veneralia. Uh, and this title indicates the role that Venus plays in love. And during this festival, Romans asked Venus to help them in matters of the heart. Okay. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. So that's like another time of the year that we can venerate Venus, not yeah. necessarily just Valentine's Day, which is coming up tomorrow, right. but April 1st. Um, which
1: is called April Fool's Day, which I think is kind of funny because like right. fools in love and like love and you know. It's yeah, just so I didn't like, even oh, think like, of that. Yeah, that's oh, really
0: like, cool, wow. but fools in love. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, so okay. those are really popular archetypes for both of those. Okay. Um, Venus herself is associated with symbols of doves, okay, um, dolphins, mirrors. She's beautiful. Okay, gotcha. um, Flowers, pomegranates. I think pomegranates are also kind of seen as, like, sexual symbols. They are, symbols. Berry, yeah. Um, berries. Okay. And, um, uniquely enough, pine cones. There's berries on the card. Yeah. So, to incur... <laughs> and then... I read some little things about to encourage balance in a relationship. Okay. You can bind together a flower and a pine cone and just place it somewhere in your home. Okay. Yeah, and that will encourage balance in your relationship. Okay. To venerate Venus. I like
1: that.
0: Um, Feeding each other berries or drinking berry juice from one cup can enhance a passionate moment. Take that to mean what you will. Um, and also symbolize united goals and destinies out of like the one cup yeah like so drinking out of the one cup um in Roman tradition this is cool in Roman tradition it was said that wherever there was a very large stone adjacent to a tall tree okay that Venus was also there why I don't know I'm just that's what they said I don't know I only, had a, I only had a week to learn about it. But that's what they said. The Venus was also there. So, if you know such a place yeah. where there's a large stone next to a tall tree, maybe tomorrow for Valentine's Day or on April 1st on Veneralia, yeah. take, take a trip. Go say hi to Venus.
1: Yeah. You know?
0: Leave her little offerings of... Berries or pomegranate juice or whatever it is. I just made that pomegranate hollow. You did. It's mm-hmm. fucking delicious. Um, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. So that's where Venus is. If okay. you're looking for her, you want to communicate with her, you need her to, like, help you out with some stuff, you know, April 1st, Veneralia, is the day that we ask Venus to help us in matters of the heart. Mm. So if you want to communicate with her more directly, find a tall tree next to a large stone. And there you go. That's where she is. Um... And then quickly towards the end, um, another thing that I was reading about is that bay leaves, mm-hmm. and we like to, you know, rope in herbal magic, yeah. bay leaves are also a really strong attractor of love right. and of loyalty. Um, they had some kind of weird ancient Roman things with bay leaves, but some more modern okay. tips is that if you're single and looking for someone special, you can either pin or place five bay leaves under your pillow to encourage dreams of this person. Um, You can also write wishes or runes on bay leaves and burn them to communicate your intentions to the universe. And additionally, if you are already in a relationship, you can drink bay leaf tea to strengthen the bond and balance the love in your life. I love that. I love it. And bay leaf is like a really big abundance herb, mm-hmm. so just like abundance and yeah. Mm-hmm. So here are some things that we can do tomorrow. Yeah, Um, for Valentine's Day, you know whether you're single and looking or whether you're a yeah. coupled, you know just a lot of different things and how we can venerate the goddess of love and beauty, Venus. Mm. Yeah, who is tied to
1: Aphrodite. So I want to go yeah. back. So you said that Venus is the it was the goddess of. What did you say,
0: vegetation? She was originally a goddess of vegetation. Okay. Um, and they basically saw her as, like, a protector over um, gardens yeah. and vineyards. And I think about that, it's, like, vegetation fertility, mm-hmm. like, love, and then it kind of ties into mm-hmm. that. So I thought that was interesting, the correlation with that, because yeah. that's... Yeah, because yeah, she was definitely associated with that, but there, she didn't have any myths of her own about, yeah. like, how she came to be. She just was, and then they tied it into the mythology of Aphrodite, and then they're like, oh, okay, now she's this, Which know? I didn't even think about. I didn't even know that that was, like, until yeah. you started saying I was like, oh, they're not yeah. like the
1: same. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> I took a, I, I took a yeah. college
0: course in, um, which was really cool, a, a course in college that was just ancient Greek mythology. Cool. Yeah. It was just really awesome and interesting mm-hmm. to learn about and kind of understand how those themes are still present yeah. in life now and et cetera, et cetera. Because they are, so... But, yeah pretty much all roman gods and goddesses have a greek counterpart cool so when we say zeus we mean jupiter right. i mean the two ancient societies basically adopted each other's mythology mm-hmm. so we can say like um God, I think I said all the ones I already know. But yeah, Zeus, Jupiter, Hera, Juno, Mm -hmm. um, Cupid, Eros, Venus, Aphrodite, Mars, Aries, you know, like all those, Neptune, Poseidon. Right. You know, and our planets are named for the Roman gods and goddesses. Um, Mercury is... I never even thought about I think that. Mercury is Hermes. I think he's the okay. messenger god, because Mercury rules the way that we communicate. Right. So I'm pretty so sure Mercury sense. is Hermes, so we talked about her earlier yeah. with the wings on his feet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uranus, I think, was like Kronos, I want to say. Uranus is like the big Mac yeah. Daddy. He's like the dad of everybody. Right. Yeah. Um, Saturn is in there, too. So, okay. really interesting. So, in learning a little bit more about that mythology aspect, we can learn like where all that yeah. stuff comes from and
1: where we come from, right? I mean, in essence. Mm-hmm. Whoa, that's cool. That's yeah, crazy. cool. I'm right? Kind of tied into everything too. Right.
0: Yeah, talking a lot about sexual potency and right? love and blood magic. Well, Venus is here to tell you. You know, and and like I said, there were different ways. You know, Venus. Um, was initially kind of a representation of the triple goddess, too. Mm-hmm. Like, she... Like, we we talk about, like, maiden Venus. Right. Like, or maiden Aphrodite in that way of, like, sexual purity and yeah. being, like, a virgin goddess, you know? But then there's also, like, there's crone Venus, you know? And there's all these different aspects of that. So yeah. it's really interesting um, to think about it. And if you guys know anything yeah. about Venus's mythology and kind of her story, it, it's cool the way that... Ancient Romans, oh, and also, ancient Romans named the planet Venus, Venus. Right. Because you can see it in the yeah. night sky. I mean, it's the closest planet to Earth. Yeah. You can see it in the night sky, and it is just bright, beautiful in the night sky, and they say, that is so beautiful, yeah. that must be Venus. Right. Right. You know, so that's why it was named that way. You know, you think about Mars, it's red. It's looks angry, God of War, you know, kind of thing. So there's a lot of that. But, yeah, they saw Venus, and Venus is actually the planet... Is surrounded by noxious clouds, and you would die instantly if you went there. Which so, is funny. so it's not necessarily like as beautiful as they thought it was yeah. because it's just full of like sulfur in the air, so thick you would die. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of that double-edged sword.
1: That too, you know, it is the double-edged sword. It is the two sides of the coin. You yeah, know? maybe don't fuck with her. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Right. That.
0: Okay. And that kind of leads into. The All other things that we yeah. were talking about. And it always does. <laughs> and
1: like, they always correlate somehow. It just magically, like, synchronizes together. Yeah.
0: And while I said that, like, love magic kind of sketches me out when we're talking about mm-hmm. other people, it's so important to do self-love magic, yes, right? Yes, absolutely. And tying that in to kind of, like, the blood magic or our moon magic yeah. is, like, a really big part of that is self-love. Right. Recognizing that this thing is, like, nourishing and magical and transcendent and not gross and disgusting or gross or and or yeah, scary. Yeah, not being afraid of it. You right. know, it's embracing that part of it. Yeah, and I uh, I had selenite in my bag with my cards to cleanse them, but I also put my rose quartz in there, because I was like, it's self-love time. Well, yeah, we talked about heart stuff, and mm-hmm. that's a good, like, heart chakra stone as well, mm-hmm. so. Blood purifier yeah. was my sarsaparilla card. <laughs> Crazy, right? Red clo- and it also works well with red clover. Which, which was our speak truth card. Yeah. So, you know... I don't really know how that ties in with the mythology of Venus, like, cheating on her gross husband all the time. (laughs) Well. But she's speaking her truth.
1: She's speaking her truth, but it's also that double, like, making sure you're speaking it from your heart and Mm -hmm.
0: not from ego, which Mm -hmm. it sounds like it was a little bit of ego and a little bit of heart. It was a little bit of both, you know? Yeah, right. You know, people are dynamic Mm -hmm. and there's a lot going on there. So it's just really interesting to kind of see how all these things intertwine. And that's kind of what we strive to do here on Wonder Witch is... You know, Ashley spent her week learning about blood magic. I spent my week trying to, like, delve into ancient Roman mythology about yeah. Venus. We did a tarot poll on camera, it, on recording. And it all correlates together. And it, it seemed, it is almost as if we planned the whole thing, which we, we did totally it. didn't. <laughs> <laughs> which we totally didn't. It just, like, turned into over an hour and a half of yeah. us just, like, talking about stuff. Yeah. And it's really fascinating, mm-hmm. you know? So And that's what you have to expect from us here at Wonderwood. Yeah, you know, <laughs> hopefully we can keep it up every week. Yes. Hitting you with the with the big facts. Yes. So Yeah.
1: That's, I think that's a good place to leave off. Yeah. So we're gonna sign off. Yeah. Um
0: please comment on this video. Please, please, talk, please to us. talk to us. Tell us stuff. Comment on our podcast, comment on our blog, all our full um our full type up of we yeah. we, we don't only come and present our notes to you and talk right. about it here. We also write all of it yep. up, so if you missed something, if you had further questions, go to the Lunar Crystalline blog. It's yep. literally www.lunarcrystalline.com slash blog, yep. and these ones will be up as the first ones, and you can see Slight reading, well, you yeah, everything reading we learned tea. about, <laughs> a place to leave us questions. You can yep. find us on Instagram, at lunar underscore crystalline um, yep. on Instagram. Ask us questions there. I'll be on Twitter soon. We'll be on Twitter. We'll be Twittering and... Yeah. Oh, and there'll fun. just be, yeah, a lot of stuff. And don't miss out on April 1st to go Venerate yeah, Venus. Yeah, that's pretty
1: cool. And Veneralia. Yeah, we'll have to talk about that pretty as it gets cool. closer. Mm-hmm. It is really cool. All right. Episode three.
0: Yeah. we did it. Uh, I wonder which topics we'll pick next week. We don't know We you got to fit in to find out. Bye, guys. Peace out.